Good morning, everybody. It is a Rebel Wednesday, and we are here with Dakota, the prospect, aka cannabis connoisseur, nineteen ninety eight. What's how's what's it, the nineteen ninety? That's not that's, that's my birthday, brother. Yes, sir. Oh, I am twenty four oh. years old. Ah, oh, bro, I graduated in ninety nine, <laughs> man. Ah. Oh. Jesus, that's why I was like, that can't be his birth, but you know, yeah, I was almost born in '97, almost. Oh, so, so what? December or January? January. January. Yeah, yep. all the way around. So, so your birthday's on New Year's Day. No, actually, it's with it's like the 9th of January, but my mom was actually due December like 24th. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they actually they had a poll they had a poll going on at the hospital on who was going to have their baby closer to New Year's, and my mom mom was actually the closest and won like 2,500 bucks and like a whole year's worth of supply of diapers and stuff like that. Oh, sweet! Right? Hell yeah! Yeah, everybody wants to you know the. The New Year's baby, though, you know, like the first baby of the year. I always see that on the news, you know. But, um, mm-hmm. whew, 1998, that was a good year, man. Everybody's been making fun of me lately uh, about the chin strap picture that I was sharing all over. Uh, uh, I shared it in the patch chat. Um, so I guess you guys probably didn't see it. I also shared it on Facebook. But it, it was back around that time where I had a, a nice little chin strap going on and... Uh, yeah, that was that was the late nineties for you though. <laughs> so so you're in Oklahoma and, and yeah. you were just talking about uh working on a farm on a cannabis farm. Yes, sir. So is it recreational over there? We're only medical at this point in time. We're actually when our uh, open election comes up in November, we're gonna vote for recreational use. Nice, dude. Um, all, all the states around Indiana here are medicinal or recreational, and we're just the uncool neighbor. You know what I'm saying? That you know, nothing, right? Nothing going on here. Yeah, that's how Texas is too. You got everywhere around there damn near legalized, and then you got Texas right in the middle that's not. There, oh. Nothing there either. Mm-mm. Huh? Nope. They're they're working on reform right now. They're working on bringing a bill forward for next year, but I don't know if they're going to get it. Well, yeah, because Joe Rogan's out there now, so you know, like, I think I think they have to make it something now. Joe yeah, Rogan right. Smoking asses out there. So what do you do uh, on the farm there, trimming? I do a little bit of it all from cutting clones to putting the plants on the ground to caring for them while they're growing to harvesting to processing the bud to be to be uh, sold as flour or we sell biohazard, which is not really what it sounds like. We just call it that because we use mass quantities of it for like concentrates, waxes, edibles, stuff like that. The farm that I work on, we personally put out 
Oh, man. It's hard to say. I say we grew probably about, you know, 250,000 pounds this year, last year. Good grief. That's cool, man. You ever see the movie The Island? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just kind of what I think of, you know what I mean? When I think of a farm like that. Concentrates and and that that's that's where it's at now. It seems like man, like everybody, you know, uh, in edibles and yeah, yeah. I'm old school. I stick to my flour. I don't like edibles or concentrates. I I just stick to flour. That's it. I'm a little knowledgeable on the subject. Um, you know, I uh, not currently, but. Uh, just just to put that on record uh but uh yeah it was a lot it was a lot of brickweed back in my day actually back around the time you were born uh <laughs> i went through my own share of brickweed brother i know how it is <laughs> good we didn't come around to oklahoma until about 2015 2016 yeah if it if it was here you were paying really hefty for it yeah, it always seemed like like the really good stuff. It came from California, and it was it was pretty. It was something we never heard or seen, you know, like stuff out of like high times, um, you know. And then everything around here just commercial, regular old, like I said, brickweed and stuff, you know. And uh, but the game has changed, man. It's all like that now. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. So, I mean, I, hell, we could probably spend this whole time talking about weed. Um, oh, probably. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I, and I was just talking to uh, one of my coworkers the other day about this too, just about how you can get a specific strain for anything that you're looking for, you know, uh, whether it's like sleep, anxiety, muscle aches. You know, like there's a strain for all of it and all these like uh, dispensaries and the bud tenders, I believe is what they call them, you know, like are are knowledgeable on it and and can point you in the right direction. I think that's just I think that's just amazing. Right. Yeah. No, it has evolved a lot since, you know, street dealer days. Street dealers are like, oh, yeah, no, this is the best. Now you walk into a dispensary and they're like breaking it down into terpenes and percentages of THC, THCA, CBD, CBG, CBN. There's all kinds. It's just a big jumble. And that's where you get what works for you best is your terpenes. You, you, you download a terpene chart and you study that and you figure out what elements you're having. Different terpenes help different things. Okay. Okay. See, uh, um, you know, obviously... Uh, CBD, but you said CBG and CBN. Like, I've never even heard of that. Right. You're most likely going to find those in like concentrates and okay. cartridges and stuff like that. You'll find them in little tiny trace amounts in flour, but not a whole lot. Interesting. Well, um, are you familiar with uh, Delta 8? somewhat i've tried it here and there like i've had some delta eight flour some pre-rolls that were 
mixed with Delta 8 and CBD, and then I've had Delta 8 cartridges. They were okay. My thing was, though, after I after I'd used the cartridge, I got a killer headache mm. for some reason, and that normally doesn't happen. So I, yeah. I kind of, like, steered away from it for a little bit. But from my understanding and my research that I've done, basically what they do is they extract what little bit of Delta 9 is in the hemp flower, and they let it sit on a shelf for a long period of time to where it actually deoxidizes into Delta 8 THC. Okay. Um, I don't know the process or anything. I've just kind of heard like the selling points that it's one molecule different than Delta 9. Yep. And, um, and that's kind of the loophole that a lot of states like here in Indiana and, you know, uh, they're able to sell it just like at the gas station and stuff. Um, and I, I have tried, I have tried that and, um, I, okay. So, and then some other selling points was, uh, no paranoia or elevated heart rate. Yeah. And, and that's huge. Like, uh, I think that's a big selling point for a lot of people because it seemed like as I got older, I, I just felt more paranoid and, and, and uh, elevated heart rate kind of went hand in hand with that too. You know what I mean? So, right. And you're not the only one I've heard that from either. Yeah. Yeah. Shit changes when you get older, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because it does have psychoactive properties, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of states are trying to pull it from the shelf, you know? Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, I, you know, like I said, I thought, I thought it was interesting. And um, it's definitely not like that spice shit that, that you know what I mean? Oh, my Lord, man. <laughs> you, you ever do that, that? Yeah, that stuff is wild. I did it one time. Okay, look, my old motto used to be I'll try anything at least once. Never again. Oh, dude. I took two hits, bro, and I was... I, no. I, I don't even want to get into it, bro. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, a lot of... There was, like, a lot of bad stuff, like, happening because people were using it, you know? And it was just some, some random potpourri, you know, that they threw in a jar and then, like that would get pulled off the shelf and they just change one chemical and put it back on the shelf. And then, yep. you know, and it was just chemicals. And, and I tried half one, uh, I rolled one up, sat on the back porch and I got about a third of the way through it. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel it. And then, I, and then it was just like, and then I, I put it out and I'm just like, Oh my God, dude. And my heart, dude, my heart's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, laying down on the bed and like uh, so I had to go to work later on and this was in the winter and so I get in the van and I had problems with my heater at the time you had to kind of just mess with it and everything so I get in it's it's polar vortex winter it's like you know negative eight degrees out or something and I try to turn it on the heat. It doesn't work. I'm like, shit. So I'm shivering. I'm shaking and and just messed up off the stuff still. 
I get all the way to work and I'm like, man, this stupid heater. And, and I turned it back on and it had worked the whole time. I just never gave it a chance to actually warm up. I was so messed up. I just like, yeah. So yeah, that stuff. I'm glad they pulled that off the shelf, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, I couldn't uh, move, man. I made my way outside to the porch, and I sat down, and I just got stuck. Yeah. I just got stuck, and I couldn't move, and it felt like I was there for, like, 12 hours. <laughs> but I wasn't there. I was only there for, like, an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, but I'm glad they're starting to come around with marijuana, uh, cannabis, weed, pot, dope, whatever you want to call it. Um. Back in, I think it was like government class in high school, we all had to legalize something. And of course, me and my buddies, we went for the legalization of marijuana, you know. And uh, so my thing is, I always figured that once the baby boomer generation is gone, then it'll be legalized. Because the generation after that was like the hippies, 70s, 60s, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um. And we're where the baby boomers are all reefer madness and, you know, but hell, a lot of them are smoking now, too. Okay. Stop. Okay, Google, stop. I don't, I think she was talking about Raleigh, North Carolina for some reason. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, if I was stoned, that would have been even more messed up. But, um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of older folks are starting to accept it and, and use it and, uh, medicate with it. Um, but yeah, once I feel like once that generation is gone, then it will be legalized federally and, um, yeah, I just think it has a ton, a ton of benefits. Um, opiate addiction. Um, get, you know, like I, I like alcohol, you know, um, every now and then, not as much right. as I used to. But I, I just feel like, uh, like cannabis is so much safer than alcohol. You know what I mean? Bro, you don't see people smoking and fighting like you do drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, DUIs and, uh, right. You know, somebody gets stoned and they get behind the wheel. As long as they're in the slow lane, you know, they're good to go. Cause, uh, yeah, cause it probably be just being a little bit more cough. Uh, oh, this is one of the lines that I used in that, in that, uh, presentation. You overcompensate for your perceived impairment. So, yeah. So you know you're messed up. So you overcompensate and, and you'll go slower. You'll do things a little bit more carefully. And, you know. They actually did a study, a, uh, a legit study on driving stoned and driving sober and driving drunk. Nine out of 10 people dr drove better stoned than they did sober that smoked every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely safer, man. I, I've drove both and, uh, yeah, shouldn't have, 
I don't I don't condone it. Right. You know, but uh but I know I never I the next day, the next morning, how did I get home? I never did that, you know, after smoking, you know. Right, right. You all I've never forgot anything while smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's a good topic, man. I I, I really I, I I'm very pro cannabis, marijuana, and and the direction that the country is moving towards it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um so yeah, so you're so you're a prospect um in the Beard of Rebellion Beard Club. So that means you've been here for um two months. And with the promotions coming up this weekend, you'll get patched in as a member. Yep. Nice. Nice. Um, it's all down. It's all downhill from there. You know, you don't have to worry about making any of the promotion calls. All the calls, you know, hell, there's probably happening one right. There's one happening right now, just just for the fun of it. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, um. You know, and being in there with right now, four, you know, another 450 guys. And uh, you guys got some cool guys over there in Oklahoma, too. So. That, um, that's cool. Yeah, I should be there for the promotions this weekend. The international board, you know, we attend and talk to you guys and, and all that good stuff. So. Um, so how'd you hear about the club? Actually, I was out at a restaurant that, that I was working at before I went into the cannabis industry. And one of the, one of the members was there from the Oklahoma chapter, Kevin Price. And, uh, he goes, I like your beard. And I was like, thanks brother. I like your soon. He goes, have you heard about the beard of rebellion? I was like, no, and he goes, look me up on Facebook, send me a, a friend request, and I'll talk to you about it. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And then I've been been a part since then. Hell yeah. Yeah, people think it's weird that, you know, like, we compl- compliment each other's beards, you know what I mean? But, like, hey, I do it all the time, and people compliment right. me all the time, and I mean... You People know. I don't even know coming up to me. Hey, man, I like your beard. Thank yeah. you. How, lo- how long you been growing it? About a year. Okay. All right. Got some good length there, man. It would have been longer. But I fucked up about October last year. <laughs> we were taking down some cloning shelves. And uh, I had the drill, you know, about yay high. And I went to undo the screw, and the bottom of my beard got wrapped up in it. Dude, I had to cut it out. Yeah, no, I, I cried that day, literally. <sighs> Dude, you see so many, like, uh, like in the beard groups, you know, and, and this and that, of, like, that happening to people, and you just think, oh, that would be awful, and then it happens to you. Oh. Dude. Yikes. So you lost so you lost some length there, huh? Yeah, good like six inches. Not gonna lie. Well, hey, you know, trim up some 
and yeah, uh, it needed to be trimmed anyway. But you know, <laughs> I, I didn't want the pain associated with it. Yeah, it took uh, me a minute. Like it was so sore on the underneath of my chin, and it pulled so hard that I I thought it had pulled my skin apart. Mm. There's that one picture of the guy who he's got like a um, uh, it's not a palm sander, it's like a um. Shit, or like a little saw, more or less. I don't know, but his the whole half is gone, and you think all that hair to be just ripped out like that. That's just, mm. yeah. Or fires, you know, fires are a big hazard too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially you smokers, you know. I used to have this per. I used to have this perfect little little thing right here because you know I I smoke backwoods and they get pretty decent size. I used to have this little thing right here where the embers would fall off and it just made like a perfect <laughs> little bowl right here on my chin. <laughs> um, I think I'm lucky enough to not. I don't think I've ever got it wrapped around anything or caught in anything or burnt it I, I think i'm pretty fortunate there i'm trying to think i know when i'm like lighting cigarettes on a windy day like i might catch one mustache hair or something but yeah nothing extreme my daughter thinks it's, my, my my eight month old daughter thinks it's fun to grab it and just yank as hard as she can babies love beards man Babies love beards, and 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 I'm the grandpa that, um, I'm the only grandpa who has a beard, you know. So like, that's one of the first thing they go to, and or or look at real funny, you know. Right. So you got an eight month year old. I got an eight month old. I got a three year old and a six year old. Nice, nice. So what are their names? I got Elena's the six year old. Keegan is the three year old. And Everly is the eight month old. Nice. Everly, that's that's nice name. I like that. Now are they out there with you? They're inside watching a movie. The baby's sleeping. Oh. Okay. But they stay on they stay Yeah. Yeah, me okay. and their mother still. Good deal. Good deal, man. 24 with three kids. You done? You think you're done with yep. kids? We're done. <laughs> <laughs> you answered that pretty quick. We're done. We made that decision after she got pregnant the third time. We were like, no more. Yeah, three's a good our, number. Yeah, our main focus then, you know, since we started having kids early, we didn't have a chance to save up, you know, and start the right way and buy a house first and stuff like that. So, yeah. Our goal was, you know, after the third baby, we bought we buy a house. Oh, that goal came pretty quick. We, you know, we we just bought this house that I'm sitting in front of in April. So, we're 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 doing pretty good. I always made it a mission that I was never going to be, you know, estranged from my kids. My my father was never around. Mm. I still don't know. Like I know who he is, but still, I I don't know who he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. That sucks. There's too much of that, you know. Um, 
my dad passed away when I was 18 and, um, you know, I wish I would have got to know him more and, and I'm sure if, if, you know, I'm sure you would too, you know, you know, despite the, you know, the situation and everything. Right. I've tried. I've reached out to him. You know, there was actually a time when I was 15, he was supposed to bring me to Utah and we were going to, I was going to spend the summer out there. And then when it came time, you know, he just dropped the ball and I haven't heard from him since I've tried to reach out and stuff like that, but it ain't worth my time. You know, if you don't want to be here, then why, why try? Uh, Stuff like that also makes you a better father in person. Right. And you know what I mean? Cause right. you know what you want and need out of that parental relationship. And, um, you know, and you always see, you know, um, guys like yourself doing that with their children and making sure that that's a part of life. So it's, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, you know? Right. But. That's cool, man. Sounds uh, sounds like a nice little thing going on there, and the kids are uh, decent ages apart. Yeah, that helps. That helps too. Um, yeah, that's one thing that like my youngest is eighteen. You know, so now if I get back into the dating world. If somebody has a baby or or a young kid, then I, I'm starting all over again. You know yep. what I mean? So I think that's played a part in why I've been single for the past five years, too. You know, uh, I'm not saying, you know, if you have a kid, I don't. But I'm, it's just something that, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the kids are great, man. I just had another grandchild, um, Kensley. She's my first granddaughter. So uh, the other ones are all boys, and finally got a granddaughter. So she's only a couple weeks old, though. She's a baby, baby. No. Yeah. So what do you think about the club so far uh, in the two months that you've been here? I like it. I do. It's actually been rather fun. The guys are amazing. You know, everybody cares for everybody in the club. It's just something that I've been looking for, you know, since not going to lie, when my daughter was born in 2016, that was one of the things that helped me throw away a a drug addiction that really should have killed me. Um, That's, you know, you look at me, I probably don't look. 24 i probably look a lot older than what i am and that's why it's the drugs and stuff like that so you know she helped me and then really you know to quit you got to quit for yourself so that was that was another thing in it and then i struggling a recovered addict always struggles okay and being in the club, I've found multiple people, you know, have been down the same road as me and stuff like that. So I have that extra that extra layer of security that I can fall back onto when I have a rough day or something like that. I'm six years clean. It still nice. knocks on my door every day. 
Well, congratulations, dude. Six years. That's that's awesome. Um I, I'm I'm a recovering addict myself. Um big into opiates back in the day. And um and yeah, just finally decided like this is this is this is bullshit, you know, gotta be done with it. Made that decision. Um all right, so uh, you know we have a bunch of specialized chats. Have you taken advantage of the? Um, it used to be called the fix, but uh, recently just changed it to addiction recovery. Have you have you taken advantage of that chat at all? I don't think I've seen that one on there. Well, it is an option. There's a bunch of great guys in there. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to it, check that, that out. Might be- that might be one of the sensitive chats that you might have to be added to. Right. But, um, but yeah, you know, so you got guys who are um, going through recovery, have been through recovery, um, you know, just want to talk about how they're feeling and, and the struggle and, um, so yeah, and, and then we've actually done two episodes of the Rebellious Podcast with uh, some guys from that chat as well. So nice, yeah, yeah, good group of dudes there, man. And um, yeah, I think it's I and I never kept track. Like I don't know when I actually quit, but like you said, every day is a struggle, you know. And oh yeah. It just takes one thing, you know, one thing to go downhill and you're like, man. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a, a really good friend, man. He he went to a, a, a recovery house here in town and he, uh, he called me when I was at work and he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. We both had uh, daughters the same age, babies at that point and, uh, He's like, you know, I'm going I'm to be here. I'm going to do this, whatever I got to do. And then I guess when he hung up the phone with me, one of the residents had brought in some uh, some dope. And pretty much after he hung up the phone with me, he went to the bathroom. And then they ended up finding him in there with the needle in his arm, you know. And uh, so that was a big eye opener for me right there. Um. And, and, and back to cannabis, you know, I think it, I think it, I know it can trigger, um, people in recovery. Um, but I also, but I also think it's a good recovery tool. It can help too. It's one of the things that actually helped me with mine, you know, like I smoked cannabis before, Yeah, but I was also using other things. So it wasn't really doing what it needed to. And then once I put that, you know, threw the other stuff away, it was it helped me ease out of it. It kept the withdrawals down. It was bearable. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and they even have places set up just for that. You know, where they they you just got unlimited weed and and you go through the you know, through your withdrawals and, and through that physical and mental 
uh, period and, and use cannabis to help you get through it. And, um, yeah, I think it's a good tool, man. So one day, man, one day it would be federally legal and we'll live happily yep. ever after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't even take my medication to another legal state with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. legally my medicine, but I cannot travel with it outside of Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, my buddy in California always manages to bring back, <laughs> like anytime he comes here, he manages to bring some stuff with him. And he brings some weird stuff too, man. Like, I don't know. Them like back in the day, I think that those were the first edibles I ever had. And then he actually had even like THC. Um, they're like little gel caps. Oh little... yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and um, so I, I took one of those, and I wasn't really feeling it. So you know, so I did the. The normal thing, you eat some more, you know. Nope. <laughs> and, and then next thing you know, I'm like mowing down on some spaghetti and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, guys, just give it time, let it hit, it's gonna hit. Be patient, yeah, don't yeah, eat more. <laughs> don't actually start off with just half of what you're gonna eat. <laughs> yeah. Best rule of thumb ever. Take what you're gonna do and split it in half. <laughs> yeah. And give it time, man. Give it time. We woke uh me and my ex-girlfriend, we woke up one New Year's Day and we walk out to the car and there's two tinfoil squares sitting on the windshield wipers, one on each windshield wiper. Like, what the hell is this? And we look, and they're brownies. And, and, man, bro, they were caramel, peanut butter, walnut, like, oh, just the gooeyest, best-looking brownies I've ever seen in my life. But we didn't know where they came from, you know? So she took me to work. She went home. I took one with me. She took hers home. And then, you know, finally I kept eyeing it and eyeing it. And uh, I'm like, fuck it, dude. So I ate it and waited, I think, like 20 minutes. You know, I'm like, oh, it's nothing. It's just a brownie. So I ate the whole, the rest of it. Holy good, man. <laughs> and it, the brownie was huge. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. And um, luckily, I was just a little coffee shop that I worked at, you know, but making uh, cappuccinos and shit was a struggle that day. Nonetheless. <laughs> uh, we later found out that a friend of ours stopped by that night and we were sleeping and she left him there for us, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's an eat mystery brownies. I mean, would you, would it, would you ate them? Yeah. Yeah. See, I've actually done that before, but it didn't have <laughs> weed in it. Okay. Okay. I put mushrooms in it. Oh, bro! No, nah. I smashed a whole tray of brownies, dog. 
Worst Ooh. mistake of my life. Yeah. Worst mistake of my life. I was out in the backyard, sprawled out, staring at the stars for like six hours. Boy, psilocybin, that's a whole nother episode right there. <laughs> that's a, Which I think is another great tool, you know? 100%. Uh, yeah. I may not indulge like I used to, but I, I still appreciate you know, um, certain things and, uh, yeah. Mushrooms. Oh yeah. I appreciate those. <laughs> yeah. My buddy, I walked into my buddy's house and he goes, Oh, there's a tray of brownies on the counter. Grab you one. <laughs> well, I smashed uh, one, bro. And I didn't taste nothing funky in there. So I, I kept eating them. I was already stoned. Yeah. <laughs> then you start yawning and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Did he yeah. tell you like did did he let you find out on your own or did Yeah, he no, he, he didn't tell me. Okay. He didn't tell me. He waited until the next day to tell me. <laughs> yeah, Which, like, yeah, know, I figured then, it I already knew. <laughs> I knew it was something. But yeah, no, he waited until the next day to tell me over the phone. I'm like, bro, you know, like I don't care. You could have told me this face to face. I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. But jeez. Yeah. No kidding. <sighs> well, look, Dakota, man, I appreciate you coming on here and doing uh, one of these uh, Rubber Wednesdays. Um, you know, the whole idea for these is just to, you know, get to know a, um, a member a little bit better and, and, um, since you'll be a member this weekend, you know. But um, we appreciate you in the club, man. We're glad you're here. Um, and yeah, like uh, I don't know, you're probably already a part of the 420 chat, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I've been a part of there since I came in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I really like these chats. You know, um, you can really stay on topic with a lot of shared interests. You know, um, you know, like I said, 420, the addiction recovery, LGBTQ, hunting, dad stuff, marriage advice. I mean, there's just like, you know, we ha we have a lot. And, and I, I think um, everybody should really utilize them and take advantage of them and stuff like that. You know, oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Well, look, man. Uh, thanks again. It was good chatting with you. And um, I don't know. You got anything you want to add before we uh, take off here? No, nah, just to anybody who's watching that might not be a member, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. We welcome whoever. You know, we accept you all as long as you got a beard from chin to chin. Ear to ear. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant. Hey. We got some big boys in here who got beards. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Any length beard, ear to ear. Uh, no dues. No length requirement. And um, you can go to www.beardofrebellion.com. There's links for scouts there to get you connected and some other information. Um, 
or our Facebook page and stuff like that. So, hell yeah. All right, brother man. Well, I, I'll probably see you this weekend on the uh, promotion calls then. All right, brother. All right. Everybody, thanks for watching and listening, and we'll see you all next time. Later. Later.